Music has shaped Mark Ludwig's life. He took a violin at the age of four, switched to the viola as a teen, and eventually played with the Boston Symphony Orchestra. 1988, after a performance at Carnegie Hall, Mark Ludwig stopped by a bookshop, and he began to thumb through a biography of Rabbi Leo Beck. The rabbi was a survivor of the Terezin concentration camp in Czechoslovakia. Amid the horrors, he wrote of music, written and performed by Jewish musicians who were imprisoned there. This piece by the Austrian composer and conductor Victor Ullmann, who wrote of his time at Terezin, we in no way sat around lamenting our desire for culture was equal to our will to live. Victor Ullmann was sent to Auschwitz and was put to death there. The music and these stories set Mark Ludwig on a path to uncover, preserve, and share the music of Terezin. Mark Ludwig joins us now from Brookline, Massachusetts. Thanks so much for being with us. My pleasure. You could have easily just read that passage from Rabbi Beck, nodded and said, boy, that's sad, and put the book back on the shelf. What led you to change your life the way you did? Well, I think it resonated with me on two levels. First, as a musician, if there is music composed, and here are names of composers that I've never heard of, and mind you, at that point, I already was a member of the Boston Symphony Orchestra. My colleagues, none of them had heard of Ullmann, or Gideon Klein, or Pavel Haas, to name a few. So I'm intrigued, not only that the, this music, I don't know about it, but the idea that it was created in a concentration camp where over 33,000 people died of overcrowding, starvation, and a lack of adequate medical care. So I also was intrigued by the idea of this desire to create. And this music has a, a wide palette of emotions. Some of it is very sad, as one would expect, or a depressing nature. Some of it has the flavor, if you will, of or the spirit of resistance. Some of it is very uplifting or driving and passionate. Tell us, please, about a musician named Gideon Klein. You came across some of his sheet music. Well, Gideon was such a special talent. You know, he's in his early 20s, composer, pianist, conductor, and then he's teaching literature to the children, and he has to do it secretly because children were not allowed to be educated in the camp. So this is a true Renaissance person. The survivors who were lucky enough to have known him or to have heard him perform in Terezin, they referred to him as our young Leonard Bernstein. We have some of his music, the sonata for piano that he wrote for his sister Lisa. Now there's one other that I'll just mention for your consideration. His very last piece was the string trio. And the second movement 
It's a theme and variation, and the theme is from a Czech folk song, a Moravian folk song that is Nanny sang to him. First of all, the, the song, it's heartbreaking because the mother goose is flying down and she's shot and she, she worries about what will happen to her goslings. This was one of the extraordinary talents. The richness of sonorities in the string trio, the driving rhythms, the lyricism of the second movement. His imagination is spellbinding. And this trio he completed just six days before he was sent to Auschwitz, the very last completed composition. Could you have thought the decades ahead of him were the music he could have written, the people he could have mentored, and the people he could have performed for? So many musicians wind up at the Terezin camp. Well, in Terezin, this was a collection point to send Jews primarily from Germany, Czechoslovakia, and Austria, then later Denmark and Holland, on to Auschwitz for annihilation. So these were people that were coming from the major cultural centers, Berlin and Vienna, just to name a couple. Many of them were already established, and then you had a whole new generation of up-and-coming composers, artists. If you didn't know the history and just saw the repertoire, the programs that were being performed and what was composed, you would think that you were in a major metropolitan area. And how did they get hold of instruments? So at first they were smuggling them in. And I want to preface one other thing. Under the Nuremberg racial laws, Jews were no longer permitted to own instruments. So to have kept an instrument And then to go and, say, cut up a cello. Imagine cutting up a cello and putting it into the lining of your clothing and to take the risk to go and smuggle it in and then glue it back together. It's rather audacious, and it also shows an incredible commitment to one's art. And the other thing I'd like to put into the equation for our listeners, imagine that you're now being sent to this uncertain destination. You're allowed to take up to 50 kilos of goods with you. You know, immediately we think of the real essentials, clothing, food, yeah. right? But a lot of people were thinking, bringing art supplies, books, music, instruments. So it shows us these incredibly hard decisions, but maybe not so hard for some people to say, you know, I also need that spiritual, I need that artistic or cultural sustenance. Mark, you've performed this music, too, over the years. What's that like emotionally for you? There are moments like, for example, there's an opening to a string trio. It's the last work written by Hans Krasse. And it's this heartbreaking lamentation.
he knows he's near the end, but what he's gone through, um, the sadness of it. And then I think of the driving finale of Victor Ullmann's string quartet, which is a real shrieking cry of, I find, my interpretation, of resistance. But the thing that overall, with all, any of these compositions, I'm struck by the talent and beauty. There's a part of it that's painful and what was lost, the potential lost. But I also take heart in the inspirational qualities of this music. And maybe the thing that's most transcendent, what's inspiring about human resilience. And it's the better part of our human nature. And how important it is for us to create. That art and music, it's, it's like breathing. We all need it. It's inescapable to, to ask in these times what the music has to say to people all over the world at this time following the um, October 7th attacks by Hamas and the uh, Israeli reprisal. What do you think this music holds in this moment? In chamber music, it's not like we're calling out commands to each other. We have body language, we look at each other, eye contact. Mm -hmm. We listen to each other. Playing this music opens the door to experiencing the richness of this art, this music. And when we participate in performing it, we're in a collective moment. Mm -hmm. And hopefully that leads to dialogue. Mark Ludwig, violist and executive director of the Terrazine Music Foundation. Thank you so much for being with us. My pleasure, thank you. And this is In the Shadow of Your Wings by Sigmund Scholl and performed by the Hawthorne String Quartet. Sigmund Scholl died in Terrazine concentration camp in 1944.